So like he like looked like a sorority girl, you know, Looking like, like, he like wearing had, a muumuu or something. Yes, just had like this like all you could see was like a black polo shirt on the skinny little man. He had like really like crazy hair, and I just heard his buddies talking about him like, dude, freaking, like whatever his name was, Scott over there looks like an absolute psychopath right now. And I was just, I was just like, oh, I know this conversation. I've had this conversation. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wheel Route Podcast. This is my legitimate conversation amongst friends and lovers about college football and lifestyle. You can find us on the internet at www.thewheelroute.com. We're at the Wheel Route on Twitter. Wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com is the email address. And you get the show from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Google Pod Center, Stitcher, etc., etc. Uh, I am Logan Whitehouse. I'm on Twitter at Logwamadon. Coming to you guys from Stewart, Florida. Uh, fresh off a long weekend on the links. Took a Friday off. Uh, headed up to the greater 407 area. Uh, had a good time. Decent weather. We've got we we had some weird rain out situations both afternoons. But hey, this is what is it? August, September? Is it September? September Football in season. Florida? Yeah, is what it is. Also, um, you know, well, I don't have anything else to say. Who else is here? <laughs> My name is Jordan Shank. I am in Harrisonburg, Virginia, where the weather has been pleasant, toasty plus on some afternoons, but we're not complaining. The tan's looking great, as you guys can imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on Twitter.com, at Shank Jordan, and I think I may have reverse jinxed the men's national team into a qualifying result last week. So not to pat myself on the back. I'm not a hero. Those are the first responders and the troops, obviously. <laughs> but I do want credit where credit is due. So please and thank you. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, my name is Jason Crick. I am also in the friendly city of Harrisonburg, Virginia, where yeah, it's been it's been a pretty pretty perfect September weather. If we're being honest with ourselves, we've been we've been hashtag blessed for a couple weeks now. Um, Happy for you guys. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. It's a, it's a nice change after I was boiling in my office where the AC broke for a couple weeks there. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think uh, yeah, looking forward to this to this. Uh, breakdown of each of our weeks of golf, as well as the United States Men's <laughs> National Team. I think it's going to be good content. It's what the people want to hear. Also, I, I tweet things at Jason Craig related oh, to all these things. Good to know. I saw, you know, a classic Wikipedia goof. I saw someone change the uh, the owner of the Aztec or the no the Honduras Stadium to uh, to Pepe uh, yeah. on Wikipedia, just which is kind of funny. So. Love yeah, that weren't you, Logan, weren't you knocking his name last week? Uh, no, I, we were, him, we I wasn't knocking it. It was just trying to figure out how it's pronounced. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, I would never knock a man whose last name was PP. You know? That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What are you guys drinking tonight? Anything good? Uh, I've got the back to the grapefruit uh, LaCroix. LaCroix boys tonight. LaCroix <laughs> boys. An original. Uh, I have returned to Devil's Backbone O-Fest Lager. Mm. It's always an O-Fest little hair of the dog. place, you know. Um, I, a little hair of the dog here at 9.04 p.m. on yes. Sunday. <laughs> love, they love, didn't need to know that. They're going to listen to this first thing in the morning. They're going to... Love a good body clock. Uh, you know, 
sometimes you got to do yep. what you got to do. Once Carrie Underwood out. starts singing, it's right. You know, it's it's football time in America. Then, exactly. uh, <laughs> then it's time for the hair of the dog. Exactly. From Saturday night. You got absolutely. It. Um, I do have the Rams tonight in a suicide pool, so uh, let's go Rams. I think I do, too. I think they were a popular pick. I would hope so. My yeah. friend, shout out to a uh, good friend of the podcast, Mike Redmond, who had the Jags today. Uh, bold. Seemed, seemed bold, but, you know, he was wearing a shirt with Trevor Lawrence's face on it, so he, I guess he's got to see. He's really all in. They were favored, too, to be fair, which is wild that you could have them. Yeah, uh, people favored, forget favored by more than three, but people forget that Tyrod Taylor like lost his starting job. I, I forget who tweeted this, so I yeah, apologize. under the most dubious of circumstances, lost his like, starting job in San Diego because the team doctor punctured his lung, stabbed him needle. in the chest, yeah. and they're like, "All right, yep, that uh, that hot rookie we got from Oregon, it's his turn now." Sorry, yeah, well, Mr. and Tyrod. I mean, and he was awesome too. I mean, like they probably didn't plan for him to just set the world afire, but he did. Yeah, not that quick. Yeah, exactly. So, anyhow. Um, which in a weird way has like affected everyone's perception of Tua too, right? Like, <laughs> like it's like there's so many different levels to all of this. But um, anyhow, that's fine. I'm drinking a polar seltzer, raspberry lime. Mm. It's cold actually, which is nice. But I, uh, as mentioned, played a little golf this weekend. Consumed a handful of light beers. So just uh, you know, trying to ease my my body back in here. Got a weigh in in the morning. Trying not to be overly bloated. You know, I don't actually really think I overate that much over the weekend. There was some snacking, but um, sure. we got God knows we played a lot of golf and sweated a lot too, yeah. right? But that cardio, um, cardio, those <laughs> walks to yeah. the cart while while mfing myself after shanking <laughs> shots is that's, yeah. that keeps the heart rate high for sure. The famous elevation um, changes in Florida. Would have loved to see the whoop data on uh, on on my on <laughs> my day. V recovery, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, anyhow, just you know how it goes. You, you kind of drink drink some beers and eat some salty foods. You feel bloated after the weekend. I'm right there. So anyhow, this is 30, I guess, really is what I'm trying to say. 32 yeah. now. Um, all right, so we've had a Rocktown check-in. It's hot. You guys are playing golf. Any uh, any more nuggets or pearls from the morning that was? I don't mm. think so. Jordan, how's it? are you hitting the driver any better? Uh, not today. I did not. Not today. No. Okay. Not today. He's my, got the, the the distance is not a problem. Yeah, my two my Tuesday evening nine that we played, I shot a thirty nine. The driver yeah. was clocked, like nice. just Love a that. smooth operation. Uh, it was, was not so smooth today. The, you, your 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 misses right were concerning today. Yeah, because I mean, we even talked about it to year. start the day that that's not your miss. Yep. Hmm. So so I think I know what the problem is. I was swinging too hard. Huh. Little little snowball of you know, upset we were, uh, emotions. I, I was let, gonna say I there was there was some emotions on the back nine in both directions. It was yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we live and we learn. Yep. Swing swing coach Mike would have shed a tear for me this weekend. I I hit the ball pretty well, and also there's a, a young man in our group who had like just a very wristy swing. You know, like mm-hmm. take away with the wrists first, and then he would absolutely pound the ball occasionally, but then. The misses were just no. catastrophic, yeah, right? I mean, because because of the way he swung, and I just like was like, "Hey, man," and I, I told him just like, "Get your hands forward, and push the club away from you on your way back. Don't none of this wrist stuff." And he must have hit a three hundred yard drive, and I was like, 
Do you see what you get? Do you see what you get when you mess with the warrior? <laughs> and then I'm just like, thank God. Because usually, like, sometimes you tell people something, like, confidently, and then they come up and, like, smoke one off the hospital. You're like, yeah, man, you did the right thing. You just got to kind of, like, get that face around, yeah. you know, figure just work it out. On that. Like, just work on that. Moving. And they're like, oh, no. But also played with one gentleman who absolutely did, like, the – he hit the ball hard, but he, <laughs> like, played the slice – so well like yeah. i mean but he absolutely knew he played the slice so he'd hit his driver and just murder it but it would go like 200 yards total because like that's as far as it would but fly he's pointed like 60 zero, degrees yes, off the tee zero box. run out yeah. and this thing is like frisbeeing back in yeah. and it's like every time everyone's like leaning like oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, but it never ran out at all the thing does it like is it one of those like it probably travels like 270 yards in the air oh yeah yeah, but, yeah, easy. yeah. i mean he had like, a nice driver too I mean, he's a big guy and like definitely was hitting it but it's just one of those things like man one day he's gonna square one up and just crush one like four fairways left just but i gotta like i gotta applaud the guy like actually did a good job of that being part of his game it's like well, yeah damn. if if you can just be consistent about yeah. it you're fine but at the same time like you could also make the argument that you could also just hit a five iron off the tee as far as he was hitting his driver because of the trajectory and yeah. uh, flight path but it was it was exciting Every right. time, like we yeah. were all we were all pins and needles the whole time watching it fly. So. <laughs> yeah, executing that really puts a different kind of fear in your playing opponents when they're like, "This guy can shape the ball like Bubba Watson." Like, <laughs> what am I in for here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyhow, love it, love it. It was it was a good time. All right, let's uh, we'll keep it moving. College football happened this weekend. I think we had kind of built this weekend up a little bit. There were some good games, but I, it didn't really. Like looking back on it now, I don't know that it was like the best weekend we've ever had. Um, but I, it didn't need to be, right? So, um, you guys got any high level takeaways, or should we get into uh, the rundown? No, let's just do it. All right, Jordan, you were in Scott Stadium. I was confirmed. How did it feel to just see an offensive explosion, the likes oh. of which we have never seen? I'm sure talk about tingles and papers. Yeah, you had to remain seated for five to seven minutes, you know, after after those touchdowns. Yeah, unfortunately, they weren't walking beverages around. I had to get up (laughs) from my seat at some point. um, Yeah, no, I that game and that offensive play calling probably one of the best I have seen from Dr. Robert and I uh, in his time at Virginia. I still have some issues with the like gimmicky use of Ira Armstead, one of the backup quarterbacks. It seems like anytime he's on the field, he's going to be involved in a running play, and it's pretty easy to sniff out. Um, Love that. So whether whether or not they build on that and maybe use it as a decoy, especially next week at North Carolina, remains to be seen. But uh, Brennan Armstrong career a banner day over 400 yards five tuds through the air um i was a little concerned about the apparent lack of running game that uva had given that utsa ran all over this same illinois team last week but uh maybe they sold out to to fix that this week and that's what opened stuff up in the air i don't know um also a little concerned about uva's lack of pass rush that will be much more of a problem if that's the case next week yeah but all in all great time in charlottesville had great weather had a couple of light beers for lunch in the stadium <laughs> didn't have to stay in the beer garden it was great wow wow what a time to be alive look at you yeah hey that does sound delightful um i think uh, i think patrick evans 
D one D one S course discourse yeah. on oh, yeah. on Twitter college college basketball Maven Maven. Um, he tweeted out that uh, he heard the announcers say the UVA offensive juggernaut and like agreed with him, but was like, I have no idea when the last time somebody would have said that and meant it would have been. And it was probably like, like Matt Schaub and Heath Miller and Wally Lundy, maybe. Oof. Oof. Yeah, I think, uh, I think some <laughs> of the, like Armstrong broke a couple records that Bankert set in 16 or 17, but those were against like Central Michigans or Yukons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think UVA is on a streak of multiple 500-yard games. That's two in a row right now. And if they get to three, it'll be the first time since 2006, I believe is what I heard. Wow. So that, that was, was a while back. That was right before they lost to William & Mary, and I made one of the saddest phone calls of my life to Jason on the walk home. That was my first game as a student. <laughs> I'll never forget. That was 2008 then, right? When that happened? Oof. Uh, 2009, yeah. Got it. Cool. Okay, let's, uh, we'll keep moving here. Go Hoos, though. Oh, it's always Go Hoos. Um, Florida played USF. I told you guys. Um, I saw the, the game on paper stats had Florida with 769 total yards. I guess that counts everything. I think they had 666, uh-oh, total yards of offense in the game. The devil's offense, as they call that. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the fake QB controversy I discussed last week seems like it might be getting less fake. Um, but, uh, we have now entered the, the twilight zone of, uh, Florida quarterback fandom in which, um, a certain population of the fan base does the thing where they're like, well, Dan Mullen is always going to be a four loss coach. Cause he doesn't have the balls to start the good quarterback as if Dan Mullen, you know, doesn't work with these guys every day and like know what's going on and understand the play calling. I got to hand it to Anthony Richardson. The kid absolutely makes 100, could not have made more use of his plays that he's had so far this year. I don't know if you saw a stat line yesterday, buddy. You, you had, sent it to us. Like, it, it was like five-minute quarters NCAA football stat line. Like, crazy. He did, he, did, he plays like, he gets like a third, like, he gets less than half the snaps, a third of the snaps, three for three, 150 yards, two touchdowns, and, you know, he had another 80-yard touchdown run. May have tweaked his hamstring a little bit at the end, which is um, something to keep an eye on this week. But, yeah, I mean, so shout-out to him for taking advantage. Um, not shout-out to Emory Jones for not throwing just absolutely ghastly interceptions during these games. Um, he, and I, I hate to invoke this, he does the Felipe Franks thing where he looks fine and he runs the offense, and he knows what to do, and he puts some – I mean, the touchdown he threw yesterday was a dime. To was. Xavier Henderson I, I watched that up. live. And But the interceptions he threw were so bad, like couldn't see the rat corner, uh, didn't see the guy coming down into the flat and just like stared a receiver down and was going to hit the slant and just drills the corner right in the chest. Um, and it happened twice. So he just makes like the, – the, the interceptions he throws – just look terrible also. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's a double whammy of the backup guy is uh, is really jumping all over it, and he's still not making good decisions to, like, even try to quell the uh, – quench the uh, the fire there a little bit or whatever word I'm looking for. Anyhow, Jordan, you got something? Yeah, no, I was just going to ask, like, do you, do you think he's pressing at all due to how well Anthony Richardson's doing, or is it 
just an Emory Jones problem and even if the backup wasn't lighting the world on fire. I mean, I don't want to like cop out and say both. It does seem though that like he might be pressing a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the insider word is those two guys could not be bigger fans of each other. They're great friends. They support, I mean, they do all the right things publicly and apparently not publicly to support each other um, up to and including like, you know, getting on the fan base for booing Emory Jones when he's playing and stuff like that, which I think is just a terrible look, right? Like that's, it's pretty much always a terrible look to boo a college kid, but especially when it's like you're beating the absolute living, you know, crap out of a team and you're just like booing the guy because like you have this weird Because you're bored and you're drunk. Right, (laughs) exactly. So um, Florida did win the game 42 to 20, a couple of late scores there. I mean, it was, I think it was 42 to three. At one point in this game, a few late scores there got uh, some points for USF uh, after a, intercept, a couple of interceptions by Jones there at the end. I, I just think the thing for me is Florida plays Alabama next week, which is a big matchup. Um, and I don't think you can just roll the freshman kid out there against Alabama. I just don't think that's a great idea. I also know that the, the way Mullen installs things with his quarterbacks, this is – this is what he does. This is exactly what he did with Leak and Tebow, right? You know, there were people that wanted Tebow to play back, way back in the day, and not as loudly as this because Tebow was more of a battering ram um, and didn't appear to have quite the the passing chops that Richardson might have, which bodes well for the future at Florida, right? But I don't know. This is also, I think, this is in some ways could be the uh, Kelly Bryant um, uh, Trevor Lawrence situation playing out too, right? Like maybe you need emory jones to be here for five games and play to make sure that we can we can get the other guy up to speed like i don't know there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts right you know emory jones also knows the whole playbook and dan mullen has sold him on stay here for four years and don't play because you're going to get your chance to play like how does that look then if you're telling the backup kids you know there's a lot of recruiting implications and other and play calling implications and things that go just beyond like he needs to play the better guy and it's like well the better i mean easy with the better guy right like you know they take shot plays and this this kid has had an 80 yard touchdown run two straight games like that's awesome um no one no one's take that away and things seem to happen when he's in but uh yeah i just uh i guess i just wish the offense was a little crisper with jones in because you would think it should be and um yeah anyhow interesting interesting times in florida i mean that's the defense played better this weekend usf's terrible so good uh good opportunity to uh to, to, is that willie to, taggart's team that's no, we played with the Tigers team last week. That's FAU. Okay. Uh, USF is Jeff Scott, I believe, the Clemson uh, OC guy. That's right. Plus, uh, yeah. Plus, they they're, just, like, they're big rattled because UCF has officially finally passed them. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that, the, the big news from college football, I guess, mm-hmm. this week. We can yeah. maybe talk about in the midweek show. Um, but the Big 12 grows by leaps and bounds. Yeah. All right. Um, so... Uh, Florida takes care of business at USF. That was an interesting away game too, but that's cool. All right, Texas at Arkansas. I think we all kind of like rolled our eyes at this game when I brought it up preseason and I brought it up last week too, but I don't, I don't, I, I just wanted to keep an eye on it because you never know what could happen. And damn, some, some, some things happened. The hogs uh, happened. The hogs ran wild. It was the video of that javelina running on the side of the road. Uh, just <laughs> the whole game. Um, Kendall Bryles is the offensive coordinator at Arkansas. I knew I recognized some of that BS that was happening there, but man, like those taped up fingers on the sidelines. Yeah, and that Florida State weird 
kind of thing going on, but uh, they got into some tempo and they ran the football and they put it on Texas and their defensive line dominated the game too. It was, it was a beat down. Yeah. I, I watched uh, portions of this and was really impressed with Arkansas's ability to generate a pretty consistent pass rush with only three players. Uh, they were, they were doing a lot of just rush three, drop eight. And sure. it, you know, if you're getting pressure with three, I don't care who you got playing quarterback. Like that's that's a tall order. Uh, <laughs> right. Hudson, this was thirty. Card, this was thirty-three to seven at one point. Yeah, dude, it was a beatdown. Oh, man, uh, Hudson Card, whose praises I sang effusively after the Louisiana game, uh, did miss some throws. He he regressed to the mean a little bit in this game, but sure. that that's not the only reason Texas lost. Arkansas looked awesome. Um, so now I get to sweat out their their under five and a half ticket that I that I may have sprinkled. A bit uh, I I gotta think you're well likely still good there. I, I this might be a Florida State Notre Dame situation um, <laughs> in which maybe maybe both teams like aren't ultimately that great, but we can try to draw some conclusions based on perception, and it's kind of fun to talk about. But it's yeah, I mean Ar- Arkansas beat them up. That that quarterback looks like. It would be just a pain in the in the butt to deal with that running game. They got a good running back, two good running backs, and that quarterback's a big dude that gets gets it going, squares his pads up. Yeah, so. and can throw like through some sure. some lasers too. They they didn't ask a ton of out of him in the passing game, but when his number was called, like he was putting the ball on guys. It was impressive. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's also he, I, I do want to shout out Arkansas's social media work after the game. Very strong. Yes. For, yeah. for those of you that didn't see it, it was just various people saying Texas is back, and then uh, what's his name, Riker from Star Trek, going, no, not so not much this time, not this time. <laughs> you may think so, but no. It was just very, very excellent use of of the Riker meme. Yeah, it's not yeah. Riker in that clip. I forget I've what show. Several like. schools like really stepping it up in terms of timely. Like uh, oh, yeah. Ole Miss got on the the Blues Clues. You know, wave pretty soon after <laughs> after Steve emerged from his uh, his hostage situation or wherever his, he was. His unfortunate incarceration. Yeah, his his travels. Right, we call them his travels. Yeah, no, it's the it's the thing to do now. Just yeah, be, yeah. be a giant my, smart. My brain just doesn't work that fast anymore. <laughs> but it's okay. I mean, I mean, some people are taking you know some tweets have to be brought down too because sometimes it gets a little aggressive. But yeah, I really think that the, the the goat of this type of tweet was when uh, Cincinnati beat UCF a couple years yes. ago and they the, had the Disney, Disney World. Yes. They just said, you hate to see it. <laughs> it, it was the whole, it was like, freaking, yeah, whole Disney thing. Oh my gosh, classic. Beautiful. Yeah, really great. Okay, keep it moving here. I'd like to issue a, a formal apology to the betters who put money on NC State against uh, Mississippi <laughs> State this weekend. I, for whatever reason, really thought that I was being cute there and thought maybe NC State wasn't bad. I think NC State beat the living uh, tar out of USF in week one, which having seen USF's performance against Florida, um, could be hard-pressed to find a team that's not going to beat down USF this year, to be honest. And um, I think yeah, I think, think our issue there was we forgot to make our week two announcement that your team is neither as good nor as bad as you think they correct. are. Yes. We, yes, we, that's probably We put true. a little bit much dip on some of our chips last week. <laughs> that's fine. 
Yeah, I mean, and I just said NC State was more competent. Mississippi State, you know, they. I don't know what to think about Mississippi State. There's, I need to like consume a little bit to kind of get the full experience. I'm not really sure what's going on. They were up what like twenty one three in this game or something like that. I mean, it was like kind of a runaway. Um, I do think they had like a muffed punt situation early in the game that sort of swung momentum. There was some sort of special special teams mishap, um, which will happen. And uh, Mississippi State, uh, good win, good win for them against the the uh, claw fence. Yeah. No, that's not the claw no. fence. The Dave Doran, Doran. The, the Dave Doran fence. Yeah, FSU gets the claw fence next week. Oh, speaking of FSU, down go the Knolls late in the evening. Jacksonville State, um, not really even a hail mary, just like runs a runs a freaking go route, and um, the quarterback just completes a pass, and it's a touchdown. It was seventeen to fourteen, I believe, uh, and Jacksonville State wins the game, twenty to seventeen, walk off fashion. Um, tremendous, you know, run after the catch by the wide receiver, a little downfield blocking, but like. It was a real comedy of errors. Like you could, you could see that like the Florida State did not expect this guy to like keep running. Like they, they just figured like, oh, he caught it at the twenty. Like there's no way he's gonna make it twenty more yards to the end zone. It's like, oh wait, like he stopped and everyone ran past him. And then he was like, oh, I can keep going too. Like it looked like it was happening in slow motion. Yeah. Um, which which checks out. So like you know, I did issue a formal apology for the previous one. I'm not issuing a formal apology for our conversation about Notre Dame and Florida State. Um, last week, I think Florida State's just not very good, and they're going to need to get better. Um, and I could see, I could see coming out with like a little bit of less, you know, gas in your tank against yeah. Jacksonville State. I, I feel more optimistic about my Florida State under win totals <laughs> ticket. <laughs> good, excellent. Um, I mean, we don't need to pile on the Knolls, but I mean, ah. just just classic, just just you know, just really good. What a way to, for me to wake up to, you know, uh, just to t- just flooding the Twitter what timeline. A delight. Yeah, yeah, flooded delight. I got to I got to take in all of the radio calls. The audible launching of the headset on the FSU call by the that color was guy the, yeah. was really really great. And then uh, Jacksonville State's um, booth coming unglued was awesome too. Good for them. <laughs> uh, college football, it's it's weird. And that's uh, Florida State next week. They get to go on the road to Wake. You know, watch them beat Wake. Who cares? Yeah. Could right. happen. Is the that NFL, Thursday? The NFL could never give you this. Right. Is that game on Thursday? I hope so. FSU short week of practice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like walkthroughs on Tuesday after the, after they just lose in remarkable fashion. Jason, are you are you on that lead researcher? You talking about them at Wake? Yeah. What is yeah, what it, is uh, Florida it's State Saturday afternoon? Oh, it's Saturday. So, okay. Yeah. On the is ESPN the though. slot? Nope. It's on the mothership at three thirty. <laughs> Oof! That's what the people want. It's not going to do a number. Not going up against Alabama, number. Florida, and CBS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we wouldn't be so bad, you know. I'm sure the Florida State fans will tune into the Florida game and then claim that, um, you know, Florida State lives rent free in Florida's head the whole time. That's how y'all, y'all want to take a gander on early line for that game? Oh, That's I saw one. this earlier today. Okay, the Alabama game. Uh, no. Wake, Florida State. Wake, Florida State. Oh, um, I'll say Wake by seven and a half. Six and a half. You say six and a half. Wow, yeah. interesting. interesting. Logan, you're pretty good at uh, yeah. estimating these things for somebody thank you. who like <laughs> does not pay attention actively <laughs> yet. I, I, thank you. I, I, maybe maybe we have a calling here. Yeah, yeah. consult again. The consultant firm consultant. would be one of its branches. <laughs> Handicap consultant. They just call me and ask me, um, 
<laughs> I think we're going to wake seven, seven and a half. What do you say? Give him the hook there. All right. Uh, we'll keep it moving. Um, continue with the trail of tears in the state of Florida. Proud, formerly proud football programs. Uh, Miami uh, squeaks one out against App State at home. Uh, kind of had to see this one coming to Alabama. If you get, if your team loses to Alabama, you're usually not right for just months afterwards. And um, especially in the manner that they did. Miami just, I want them to do more fun things with the fun quarterback they have. Their receivers again are just terrible. How does Miami have such bad receivers? <laughs> that guy, Mike Harley, who has been there for seven years, cannot catch. And I feel bad for the young man, but I mean, he gets a lot of opportunities to drop passes. <laughs> he makes the most of them. I kind of <laughs> hand it to him. <laughs> so Derek King is fun. Um, kind of isn't running around as much. You know, granted, I probably wouldn't run around as understandable. much. Understandable. Yeah, understandable. Uh, and that seems to be limiting their offense a bit. Maybe his either unwillingness or less willingness or just the play calling is a little less geared towards giving him a whole lot of run pass opportunities. So um, did you guys catch any of this? I mean, I was watching this just because it was close but it was a weird game yeah no i think i flipped over right after miami kicked the field goal to go up i believe and then watched app state uh drop drop a pass and then throw short of the sticks on fourth down i believe was how it shook out yes your so, favorite yeah. thing yeah 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 as, as a as a uva fan i've seen that way too many times it's sure. also worth noting that App State is like not a bad team. No, yeah, App, State, sure. App State's good, and I think I think uh, Miami went to App State either last year or two years ago, and it was right. like, and I think it was it was squeaky bum time there too, right? They mm -hmm. they barely won that game. App State's good, um, but just I don't know, it's like home game for Miami. It seemed like there was nobody there. There's like no zest for anything going on, and like you have a fun quarterback and a talented defense and. You know, their defense played fine. I mean, it was a low-scoring game, but, you know, you're just getting, like, super – your kicker is just running around, like, throat slashing and stuff after he makes a field goal with, like, seven minutes left in the game. Like, relax. <laughs> I mean, it just seemed like just weird vibes all around, but um, it's okay. It is what it is. All right. USC uh, – <laughs> let's fire up the hot seat watch here. Uh, USC goes down to Stanford. I don't think any of us – we didn't even mention this game. Nope. It was so far off the radar um i didn't watch any of it haven't consumed any of it yet in my uh catching up action but uh what's the score like 42 to 28 or something like that i mean i think they lost by a couple scores i was high they gave up a lot of points to stanford which is seems troubling if you're usc yes stanford was not supposed to be very much worth mentioning this year so right. uh i did see I was gonna a, say. a tweet from Keyshawn johnson expressing concern for the situation so. oh okay things are things are going to be interesting um this also gave us maybe one of the more under there was a lot of weird things that happened on this weekend yeah from, like a, there from was, a chaos and yeah. like potpourri standpoint this was a great saturday yeah like there was the there was a cat that fell off the the balcony at the miami game there was a cat that, that was, was caught in an american flag and then simbud in the yeah, air right. like no, no one's um, asking the important questions like why is there a cat in the stadium to begin with um there was there was rumor that a woman gave birth at the southern miss game i think I did hear that. Um, but I think that was then that was then proven was, uh, to be a rumor. But it did give us a tweet where somebody said born in the CUSA, which I found hilarious. Oh my god. That's um, amazing. But 
the USC Stanford Stanford also gave us a, the glorious moment where the kicker for USC was ejected for targeting on the opening Indeed. kickoff. It finally happened. Yeah. It finally happened. Either that or I can't wait for a quarterback to get ejected for targeting yep. for looking some guy up after throwing an interception yep. and just blasting him out of bounds. And like this that. was also like it wasn't like a, I'm not sure if that was targeting. That was like a, oh everybody oh, knows this is targeting. He came in and cleaned up the play and got up and was woofing too. Like he was yeah. he was he was excited. He about, yeah, lowered that was the like the guy like. In baseball, sometimes at like the day or two after uh, a testy situation, a team will just like start a guy they're okay with getting thrown out, and he'll just throw at a head like first pitch. Like that's that's the football just equivalent. Like, just be, he'll he'll just like be walking off the field before yeah. the umpire comes it's out like, of his I am to solely him. out here to yeah. bean whoever's batting late lead off. <laughs> um, side note: Arkansas has a linebacker named Bumper Pool. Yeah, I don't know if you guys he guys missed the first that. half. He missed the first half for targeting. targeting last week. I know. Yeah. The linebacker whose first name is Bumper missed the first half for targeting. <laughs> who who had that on the bingo board for uh, yep. for, for this year? Um, all right, so we won't. We don't need to analyze USC, but uh, they're definitely probably going to be making a coach move. You would think one of these. Is years. that is that maybe who Texas A and M was trying to keep Jimbo away from? Mm. <sighs> I mean, maybe. Why not? Jimbo did a really good job of uh, putting an exclamation point on on the you know on his Colorado win this weekend. Yeah, they squeaked out one against Colorado with a late touchdown to win ten to seven in a game that had to be unwatchable. Yeah, There's no way. Well, that Dove season just opened up in a lot of states, so <laughs> Jimbo might have been busy this week. That's right. <laughs> putting the finishing touches on on a nice little uh, run out there with the dogs. Uh, and then finally, we had Notre Dame. I was uh, golfing with a Notre Dame fan this weekend. He was sweating this one out. Um, he had multiple times was resigned to them losing. They're not a good team this year. There was a lot of, you know, and I, I just, in those moments, I identified with him. You know, it's really tough. You're out in the golf cart. You're really, you're living this through play-by-play via your dad's texts and uh, occasional, you know, <laughs> updates. Uh, the game was only available on Peacock, subscription right. Peacock, too. Yep. So, and apparently you know. it, like, just stopped working in the second half as yep. well. Yeah. Well, that might have been... Might have been uh, Notre Dame pulling the plug there. Hey, let's uh, we don't need we don't need people watching this. The full cast, the full, someone on the full cast said they they realized that uh, Peacock Premium is Notre Dame only fans. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that was really uh, a text that Holly got from either Jane Coaston or Alex McDonald. Uh, Both class. all all friends of the timeline. Oh, for sure, from the timeline. But, um, yeah, gross. Anyhow, Notre Dame squeaks went out. Uh, we did have a, a, a classic football guy of the week moment in which uh, Notre Dame's quarterback had his dislocated finger shoved back into the socket and then went in and proceeded to throw winning touchdown pass. Love to see that. Um, but, uh, yeah, Notre Dame, um, I think defense, not great. Offensive line, not great. It's going to be a tough year for them. going to be a tough year until they can get some of those things righted. Uh, that tight end mayor that they have though is a stud. Yeah. Um, he was the one that was dropping some passes last week, but he he looks really good. Um, and they're gonna need to throw to him a lot. Yeah. It would appear. You guys ever uh, dislocated finger before? I have not, but if you guys see my middle finger here, it's mm-hmm. it's very bent yeah, at the top. So I get a lot of run on my two seamer though, which is good. But um, We've often other said than this. other than you know, I was more of a straight ball guy. So at some point, I definitely damaged this finger, yeah. but I don't know when. That's probably yeah, when my dad. I, I actually like 
in different incidents, but dislocated both my pinkies at some point during Oof. during my middle school, high school era. And I popped them both in by myself, not to brag. But uh, they did this really weird thing where they would just hurt, like like the barometric <laughs> pressure stuff. They would for years after. It was, oh, weird. It was so wonky, but they're better now. I did have a I did have a situation in which I dropped a hundred and fifty pound slam ball on my thumb at the gym and just like pinned my thumb back, um, but that uh, luckily stayed in. But I think I occasionally might I get a little bit of like trick trick thumb Jordan this is why I'm saying this is like occasionally it's like oh oh I'm like my dad claims that he gets diving board toe occasionally this is like <laughs> that kind of injury it's like ah, God, I got, got diving board toe again it's like what can you <laughs> like can you guys like sense like. Can you be like sitting on the front porch in a rocking chair and be like, mm, thumbs acting up. I feel like there's going to be weather. Well, that's Jordan. Apparently Jordan can do that. Well, no, uh, it yeah. used to be. I think that oh, okay. faded away. But I'm sure gotcha. like my knees will get to that point at, sure. you know, later in life. No, I live in Florida, though. I can, I can detect rain pretty readily. But, I mean, usually you can kind of see it coming a little bit. But sometimes you can get the smell and you're like, oh, it's close. Oh, it smells like rain. It's real close. It's basically just the smell of like wet asphalt, but it's it's very distinct rain. So, uh, anywho, all right. Well, uh, Notre Dame. Sorry about it. Going to be a tough one. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I think I, think I think that was it, um, Jordan. So uh, you want to take us take us to picks? All right. Yeah. So games we picked. Uh, <laughs> there were five. You got to leave this all in. <laughs> I, think, I think that's the key. <laughs> That's that's the charm that really wins listeners over. It's organic. Yeah, it's how we build our consumer base. Uh, but yes, we did pick five games. They were picked against the spread. There were results, none of which included a push. Uh, at the end of the week, I'm trying to do this as purred happily as possible. Uh, <laughs> Jason finished four and one. Ooh, Logan went three and two again, and I went two and three. So on the year, each one of us is six and four. Profitable <laughs> boys are back in the building, ladies right. and gentlemen. We do this. We I'm glad that do. I went. I'm glad to hear that I went three and two. I thought I, I thought I was two and three. I'm interested to see where in in which point I you uh, got uh, you got pit right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was the inflection point for you. Um, yeah, so the first nooner we had was Oregon at Ohio State in the shoe. Uh, Oregon really, really did that thing. I, I unfortunately did not watch this as I was in Scott Stadium, as sure. previously mentioned. Um, caught some of like the end of the fourth quarter and watched Ohio State trip over themselves a couple times to try and tie the game up. Tough scene for for the young C.J. Stroud. Um, they, they apparently had been mentioning earlier in the game, like, wow, he's missing some throws high. And then, sure enough, through just a, a bad interception, yeah. uh, missed his guy high. And, uh, yeah, it was like once they gave up the ball, nobody seemed confident that they would get it back. And well, or, Oregon took the air out of it. Yeah. The reason for that, like, Ohio State has a, has a run defense problem. Like – yeah, it's they have a defense problem. They yeah, don't they, get, they any, they get like, any pressure either. They, uh, they can't stop the run and they don't get any pressure. So like it was, I think a lot of people were like, oh, you know, Muhammad Ibrahim kind of tore them apart last week, and everybody was like, well, maybe it's just because he was a monster and yeah. sucks that he's out, but he was really good. But I mean, Oregon just like there were several moments where the Ohio State defense just looked completely lost. 
Um, like guys just like tight ends leaking out of the backfield and just gaping holes into the second and third levels. Um, oh, even little bounced runs. It just, yeah. but I would say both these teams look very similar. Like they're the, the especially without Thibodeau playing for Oregon, these yeah. teams to me seem like they're the same team. Like Oregon also similarly didn't do a very good job of getting pressure on the quarterback. I agree. Um, I think, you know, you watch these two teams play. They were great running, well-constructed running games, and Ohio State's wide receivers are awesome. They made some great catches for the quarterback, and they took advantage of those pretty well. But, you know, ultimately Oregon ran the ball better, I think, in the second half and, you know, sort of finished their drives a little better early in the game. Otherwise, maybe it's a different story. Um, There's a couple, like, close to the end, uh, like fourth, fourth and, you know, fourth and short situations and stuff down there. Um, that didn't go Ohio State's way, but yeah, I mean, Jason, I think you're you're right on it. Ohio State lacks some punch in the defensive front that they usually have. They usually have a Bosa or a Chase Young or someone who's coming off the edge. It's like completely wrecking the game uh, for another team. They don't have that right now. I don't know if that person's coming. Um, I think it's so, time to bring Luke Fickle home, fix the defense. You think so? I don't know. I think like Luke Fickle might be wearing dark red and yellow next year in L.A. Mm, there's a thought. Anyhow, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, no, it was this was like it was a fun game. Gus Johnson was just absolutely in his bag uh, during this game, which was exciting <laughs> for us all. Uh, I didn't. I, I watched the replay, which you know the condensed game, which sometimes makes it a little bit more like uh, hard to tell. You, you miss some of like the plays that don't go anywhere. Uh, in those but yeah also, like if like, I could if I could pay a dollar a game to get like just the plays, all the plays. Oh, yeah I think there's gotta be some way to do five dollars a week I'll pay you <laughs> we, we can look into this we should I, I bet there's some some people whose podcasts we listen to that have have a plug here that we well, can, I'm sure we can, we can I'm sure to. someone on YouTube does these but they yes. list them under really obscure titles sure that nobody man, could find without searching my man Wheels on uh, on on YouTube is pretty good. Check okay. out Wheels, and uh, honestly, the ESPN College Football page does a really good job. I mean, they have like fifteen minute recaps. They they don't show all the plays, but they showed seventy five percent of them, which is great. So um, that's really good too. Anyhow, this was uh this this was just interesting. I mean, Oregon really really took it to them, and you know they got they did get back in the game. I don't think Stroud looks that bad. Um, I just think that he can't afford to make the mistakes that he makes because their defense isn't very good. When he's he's not just he's young too. He's a retro freshman. Yeah, and that like, I I think the offense needs him to be Justin Fields, which is yes. unfair to him right mm-hmm. now. Sure, but it is what it is. So, absolutely, the, the B one G perhaps more wide open than than it seemed at the beginning of the year. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, speaking of the alliance, we've got. Pitt at Tennessee. Uh, Pitt representing some 41 alliance, of course. Yes, right. That's right. Um, this was uh, a real real barn burner. Put up a lot of points over betters. Happy as clams. Um, <laughs> not maybe necessarily what you would expect when you see a Pitt-Tennessee matchup, but they put up the points. So... Good sure. for them. Uh, Tennessee, what, they lose by seven? Not yes. not quite enough to cover, 
for your boy, unfortunately. They did have a lead early in the game, it looked like, from what I saw. Tennessee? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was ten nothing after one quarter. Yeah, and I was feeling a little frisky. I didn't send any confident texts though, and uh, maybe, maybe I should, you should have. Maybe you yeah. should have done that. Yeah, double yeah. down. I was too and, busy yeah, watching like... Brennan Armstrong just set a David A. Harrison field at Scott Stadium ablaze. <laughs> good. That's a I didn't. Cut. I didn't. That's I didn't. Know, yeah, that's super deep. I didn't catch any of this. Uh, um, pretty much because I'm opposed to watching both these teams play. Um, and it looks like it was a fun game. So shame on me. Shame on me for not tuning into this one. Uh, John O'Kenny little... Pickett is still Pittsburgh's quarterback. What? <laughs> no, I did not know I that. learned that this afternoon. <laughs> I swear he was the quarterback when, like, Jordan, you came and visited in, like, 2017, and we, like, watched a UVA Pitt game or something. No, that was the Boston College game. That was that Boston College, right. forever be ingrained in my mind. Yeah, you're right. A.J. Dillon did A.J. Dillon, freshman yeah. running back. <laughs> yes. Just bowling balled all over David A. Harrison Field at Scott State. A, a tremendous load. A tremendous load. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, yeah, I, I have nothing to say here. I don't really think either of these teams are that great. Um, shout out to Tennessee for getting some stuff together. Uh, I saw uh, some a funny tweet from our our, our friend of the timeline, Jacquez Green, former Florida Gator great, Jacquez Green, um, who, who has some delightful observations that he makes from time to time. He's like, man, Tennessee's receivers really do be running all over the place. Like that's like that's all it said. <laughs> Just like uh, so. Anyhow, that was it's kind of funny. But. Well, I think I think I saw uh, Tennessee maybe have has a, a minor quarterback controversy of their own on their hands. Oh great. Uh, I saw someone ask our our guy Bud uh, who he would prefer, and he said Hendon Hooker a thousand percent. I think I think the quote was Joe Milton has the the exact characteristics that get coaches fired. <laughs> he's got like he's got all the ingredients, and so you just keep him out there because you like trust that he can put it together, and he never does, and then you're oh. fired. We call that the Jeff Driscoll, aka the Felipe Franks, aka the potentially AKA the best. Bill Greer. <laughs> yeah, aka the yes, yes, too, please. Bill Greer had it all plus dubious decision making off the field, you know, in a in a weird attempt to gain weight. So, you know, you do what you gotta do. All right. Uh let's let's take it to Elastico. Let's do it. Yeah. I, I will say this. It's been interesting. I haven't noticed this until this year but it seems like announcers are trying to really reinforce that this game is called the Cyhawk. Yeah. Not on board. Not a fan. Isn't it the Cyhawk trophy yes. that they play for? Okay, well they just say the Cyhawk. Oh, okay. They don't All provide right. any context. So it makes me the viewer a little upset. Understood. Yeah, I reserve, I, be, I reserve I the right to remain upset. Super pissed if I were you. Yeah. I am. Pissed about the important things. So anyway, Iowa at uh, Iowa State. Um, shout out to us for just absolutely nailing this. This, I like. It doesn't always happen, but when when we see a line and we know it sucks and yep. we jump all over it and it hits <laughs> convincingly, that's one of the most drunk on power for no reason. Oh, yeah. Feelings. Well, it doesn't like we don't get that many opportunities. Right. Because we like because, because we never in are interest, shopping in the yeah. interest of integrity, we don't, we don't pick like here are our five best lines you can take advantage of. Yeah, we take the five best teams. 
Those five minute wheel routes. Not that Jason would know anything about uh, about line shopping or things of that nature. Yeah, I mean that's what that's what Logan and Jordan told me is that's what we do. And yeah, that's what Logan. That's the show Logan and I do on OnlyFans on Wednesday <laughs> afternoons. <laughs> It's we going to be kind of get a deal on Peacock pretty soon, but that's it. Peacock that's Premium. Cool. We've actually been on Peacock for a year. You just haven't been able to access it. Yep, still broken. It's no, broken. It's, so. so, yeah, Iowa, uh, they won this, and their defense <laughs> is legit. Uh, yes. I was not impressed with either quarterback's play and no. or decision-making, and Iowa was the team that capitalized on the other's misfortunes the most. So they won. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, this was this was the football game I think we kind of planned on it being. And to be honest, this was the result. I mean, this was very much the rock fight, you know, Iowa, Iowa State football game. Neither of these teams are overly dynamic in what they try to do or the situations they try to put opposing defenses in, which if I'm Iowa State, I got to be a little disappointed in the fact that we ostensibly have a good quarterback and a great running back and we can't, like, try to you know get a little frisky on offense occasionally it just seems like they very much do the like two backs you know power looks and you know play hard play action and you're like oh god it's like it's like an old nfl offense you know it's not even like a new fun nfl offense so yeah. um sounds like listen. something usc might want to hire away next yeah. season <laughs> yeah there's another one exactly the color scheme he's already his wardrobe is primed for it too yeah ready, ready to go his, but, all his cars are detailed with that color scheme it's great yeah i don't i don't i mean i, I don't want to besmirch the man i think i would say it's going to be fine and they do for whatever reason tend to start a little slow usually um but it has got to be maybe this is again at least a couple of years in a row i would say has had a lot of early season love and you know, oh, they're going to be really good. And then it's kind of like, eh, I don't know if they're actually that good. You know, they're, they're, they seem pretty good, but if yeah. pretty good as fun, they just like don't match the big 12. Right. So it's just kind of like, uh, I think they're like different and they beat Oklahoma that one time. So we're all like, oh, yeah, no, they're, they're just good. They're hard nosed teams. It's like, well, I don't know. That was like three years ago. Maybe they last, beat them last year. Once. And then they got deep pants, I think, the second time they played. Yeah. But, uh, so. I, I think Iowa and Iowa State should just play each other every week. That, that would be, that that would be a conference realignment. And then occasionally I want to get Iowa Ohio State. State. I need to get Ohio State to go to Iowa at night just so we can get a random weird night <laughs> Iowa game. Those are always good for good for some fun. Yeah. There's also, also a strange uniform choice by Iowa State to go just black and white for this game. Yeah. I saw someone pointed out that usually when you have like your marquee rivalry game, you want your school colors to pop, and they chose just zebra the mono, colors. Yeah, the monochrome. Yeah, interesting move. Maybe they were dressed up for Iowa's funeral, but they were they were late. Yeah, yeah. Classic sports guy move. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of sports guys, Jim Harbaugh is still inexplicably in Michigan, <laughs> coaching coaching ball. With his hands on his knees. Yep. Those those comfy Lulu khakis. Um, Washington <laughs> came in. Didn't do so hot. We we jumped all over this one as well. And that was the last pick we made, I think. So that's great. Yeah, but, um, yeah I I mean, like, I I have nothing else to say other than this proves my point that Michigan is great at early season fake big games. 
Is that your point? Yeah. So that is a niche point. point, and I concede it. What this proves to me is that Washington sucks, but I think Washington might suck. They, I saw they had gone 17 drives at without a score, any score, a score of any variety, straight. Things don't, um, things don't look great. I think they have. I think they got real problems. Yeah. They seem slow. They seem just not. Well, good. They, so the only. They only out, got outgained by 40 yards, and they only turned the ball over one time. Well, this is Michigan. I mean, we're not talking about, like... Right, certain... but, like, so my, my thing is, how did they only score 10 points? Like, how did yeah, they lose right. by 21? How was the gap that <laughs> Sure, sure. It's, very, it's just very weird, which is, like, to me, speaks to, like, they got they got issues. Like, they can't get the ball in the end zone. Right. Yeah, I, I think... Lack of playmakers, it would appear. There's yeah. some of that, but I wonder if... Like, Jimmy Lake's a defensive guy, right? Yes. Yeah, so I wonder mm-hmm. if that is to the detriment of, like, this will be a defensive team and the offense yeah. suffers, A, attention, but also opportunity because we mm. must keep the offense mm-hmm. just on the field to protect the defense. Keep saying it. Keep saying it. You're preaching my love language there, Jordan. Yep. As, a veteran, of the, as a veteran of the Will Muschamp experience, I know yep. this very well. This is how this goes. Uh, you know, I look forward to a Jimmy Lake Washington team joining Will Muschamp is like, you know, on those uh, those ridiculous stats. Like when you double up the other team's yardage and you still lose the game somehow, like that's that's what's going to happen. Like the only coach who ever have done it was Will Muschamp twice, and he's done it twice. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they just seem like, you know, John Ross ain't walking through that door. It's kind of the situation that we're in right now. Yeah, so... I don't. I don't uh, want to do. This is weird though because you know our guy Phil Steele was really on Washington this as like a sneaky like maybe even fringe playoff contender. Based, I think mostly like his thing is like returning production, but it's kind of one of those things like well, just because you return production doesn't mean you returned like good production. <laughs> good production, right? And maybe like you know Oregon was like. Well, I guess they were good last year, but well, and this know. is a weird year. That's a weird return production too, because like with yes. the super seniors and stuff. Like I think Bill C's list, ninety percent of schools this year returned above the traditional average right. of returning production, sixty-two like percent so, or whatever. Yeah, like are. all that stuff's going to be skewed this year anyhow. But yeah, for sure. Uh, but they they got some issues, um, and like I said, getting the ball in the end zone is the point of the game, and they appear to be. At this point, nearly incapable of doing that. It's not great. Yeah. Uh, Michigan 2-0. and Here we go. Waking the echoes. Let's start talking about Michigan. That Ohio yeah. State game is looking zesty this year. <laughs> Ohio State doesn't look tremendous. Can't wait to get they don't their want that out. smoke. Yeah, C.J. Stroud goes 97 yards in like 39 seconds in the game, and you know, this year, and uh, they, they lose. It's going to be – Harbaugh's glasses are just going to be so fogged up. They're going to be shattered. They're just going to be so shattered. But uh, all right, anyhow, let's move on to our last one. Yep, our last one was not our best one. Uh, This was the Holy War. (laughs) I I still love the pick we made, but uh, Utah did not feel the same way, apparently. And uh, BYU jumped all over him. That was uh, early bad interception by Brewer set the tone there. Really close. That game, I, I did watch the condensed version this afternoon. Yeah, BYU looks really good. They, I mean, does Virginia have to go there next week? Two Not until later this season. Oh, okay. They're at UNC um, next week. Oh, that's right. The oldest rivalry in the South, Jason, in case you want to write that down in the game notes. Oh, good. 
maybe Thank you, maybe though. maybe throw it to a uh, score check sometime uh during the during the jmu game but uh yeah no i i don't know byu looked really good they they seemed very capable on offense which was kind of different that qb um, is fast too he was very fast very fast yes <laughs> he was scooting around didn't have like a, a huge arm like i think zach wilson definitely could could slang that thing yes. but uh yeah moved it around and i mean utah kind of like here we go again with the like defensive guy team identity like kind of get off your rocker a little bit there you're gonna need to actually like score some points and i don't know that i don't know that utah is the team to do that do you Especially see the hair that kyle whittingham's rocking these days uh i did not i'm I mean, excited a very silver mane like I, oh yes I, I remember him as maybe more of like a a closer buzzed coach but it's oh yeah it's really out there flowing these days looking kind of like rob ryan ish but yeah you're right you're right High oh, good news ty whittingham ty whittingham well um kyle kyle whittingham yeah ty willingham that was that was wild um <laughs> this man did say uh after the game that this loss to byu does nothing to their goal to win the pac-12 championship so he's obviously technically true i was gonna say I, technically um, correct no, technically correct <laughs> facts um, only which is the best the best kind of correct is yeah. technically correct <laughs> I've often said this. I mean, well, technically. No holes in, in that logic there. Yeah. So anyhow, there you go. Um, U, Utah goes down and, I don't know, BYU vaults into the rankings. Have the new, did the new rankings come out? Was it, is it coach's poll that gets released today? I was going to say, I think maybe one came out today and one's tomorrow. I think AP's tomorrow. Ohio State, AKA yeah. Monday. AP looks like it's in. Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Oregon, Iowa, Clemson, Texas A&M, Cincinnati is ahead of Ohio State. Ha ha! Ohio State, Penn State, Florida, Notre Dame, UCLA, Iowa State. So, oh yeah, cool. AP is today. Yeah. Virginia Tech up to number fifteen. Break up the Hokies. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, Coastal Carolina up to sixteen. Did you guys watch the Coastal game? I did. I did. Yeah. Friday. Coastal ECU, offense. right? Their offense is so fun. Yeah. Could not be more fun. I love it. I also just love all crowd shots of what's going on at coastal carolina for home games yeah, there there is so much myrtle beach about it how is many, carolina it's extremely myrtle beach. how many people do you think were in attendance uh friday night for the coastal carolina game literally the highest attendance they've ever had at coastal carolina how, uh, uh, uh hold on time out what's the capacity of their stadium i don't know i'm gonna guess twenty two thousand for capacity or attendance attendance so there were 22,000 people at the JMU game on Saturday. Oh, um, there were 17,000 people at the really? Carolina game. Wow. Damn. That's crazy, man. So, just How saying. So, so JMU's getting an invite. Is just, that, just is that pointing we're it breaking out. news? Are we, do, point, do, do, we're, do, we're not do, breaking do, news. Do, no. do. Just pointing it out. It's a good right. thing that uh, fan attendance is one of the key metrics that people look for. It's literally been said that it is. So. Um, Which is better yeah, than media markets. Yeah, I know Jason is anti-Coastal Carolina because of various like things in his past that he has to deal with and, and work out and you know politically <laughs> and, uh, and, and vocationally. But He's their offense is very guy. fun. Also, their <laughs> their coach looks like he could like be like pitching in the valley in the valley league not the valley league whatever that other league the rcbl yeah yes. no he's got he's got big briar branch vibes yep 
he's got tremendous baseball summer salad mm-hmm. and just like looks. What's that guy's name? The coach? Ooh. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, um, Mr. Coach guy. Is that? He looks like Jason, a Speaking of CAA football, did you see that? Um, Jeremy Chadwell. J- J- Jamie Chadwell, sorry. J- J- Jamie Chadwell. Did you see that uh, the legendary Jimmy Laycock was honored before the uh, Pittsburgh um, and Buffalo game today? Because I guess both coaches went to William and Mary. Is that right? Oh, yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah. Mike Tomlin. Yeah, yeah Mike Tomlin, Tomlin did, and, uh, and uh, the Buffalo Buffalo's coach. So, anyhow, that was just kind of funny, but I was like, I was like the only person I saw like a, a Jimmy or. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. I was like, I know Sean, that Sean guy's name. Is the Bills coach? Yes, right. I was like, I know that guy's name. Is that the legendary? Yeah. <laughs> Old Jimmy himself. Jimmy with an E. J I M M Y E. Yep. It's like a real Dwayne Wade situation. Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Jimmy. Jimmy. Um, Auburn is up to twenty second. So break up the Tigers. And Miami somehow still hanging on in the rankings at 24 after. That's what I'm out. missing this year. I haven't consumed any Bo Nix content, and that needs to change <laughs> next week. Yeah. My goodness. Next week, I, I vow. That. Wonder who Auburn's got next week. Let's, let's take a quick look ahead at the schedule for next take week. A gander. There's a little tease, little tease here. Well, we get West Virginia and Virginia Tech this week. That'll be fun. Oh, that's right. Oh, Auburn's got Penn State. We're definitely taking Auburn this oh, week. Oh, that's the game day game. Yeah. Oh, yes. Which, Trev Laws, I mean, Trev Laws tweets are going to be on fire. I don't want to be, I don't want to be the game day police, but a little disappointing that Florida doesn't get doesn't get one. It would be nice. Uh, I guess I'll they didn't want to do Alabama two out of three weeks, but they don't mind that. College game day doesn't love going to like schools that get it all the time. Does Florida oh. get it all the time? Uh, most Alabama of the, does. A good chunk of the SEC gets it on a regular basis. They don't love going to big schools because the people don't get excited about it. It's just very So they went to Penn State and Auburn? I don't think they've been to Penn State for a while, have they? But they don't like going to big schools because the people don't get excited, Jason. <laughs> if they haven't it's been It's literally there, like the biggest school. Uh, uh, hey, line picker, you want to guess the Auburn-Penn State line while mm. you're feeling jazzy? Is it at Penn State? Yes. Yes. I'll, t- I'll go Penn State minus five and a half. Six and a half. Oh, that's still within a point. Not terrible. <laughs> yeah, we all have our skills in this life. Guess I'll need to find in the middle here. of the green out here. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, just looking to see what else we got here. Oh, we did have a Tate Martell sighting this weekend, Jason. I don't know if you saw. Oh, but I did he, not. Was, he was spotted on the sideline wearing a headset for UNLV. Uh, so, so good for. We love Honestly, UNLV it. fits him so well. Oh, well, he's from Las Vegas. He yeah. went to Bishop Corman. Yeah, right. So. But it's just like. The fact that he was produced by that city, <laughs> like he and Bryce Harper, just the That's two Las Vegas dudes. Las Vegas, <laughs> Las Vegas We got Malzahnish, Las Vegasist. Uh, I'll work. I'll I'll workshop that for a bit. Georgia Tech at Clemson could be a bloodbath. Um, number one Alabama at eleven Florida. Oof, oof. Not not feeling super thrilled about that but you know we ride yeah gang gang out here south carolina's two and oh they're at georgia that's right their win total was like two and a half yeah killing myself for not trusting (laughs) shane with some of my 
my shekels. Although the highlight it. is South Carolina rallies to beat ECU oh, on last second it. field goal. So it's not really like, so. I mean, ECU, ECU was favored in that game. Well, were they? Yeah. I mean, it was 20 to 17. It's not really like it's not really like this was a, a performance for the ages. No, I watched a good chunk of that game. They had to eke it out. For our guy. Who's what is the quarterback's name? Zeb? Zeb Nolan. Which is not short for Zebulon, unfortunately. Yeah. Zebediah. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, South okay. Carolina picked one that didn't they have a walk-off field goal in that game? Yeah, they did. Yeah. I see a lot hey, of tribulation here. Let's um let's let's just real quick while I got you guys on the horn here, check out the uh check out the stats, the game on paper stats from that game. I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see something. Let me see something. Try to see something. Oh, I wish it was easier to search this page though. It's just a barrage of logos. It, like yeah, it is beautifully designed, but the search I, function is I also you wish gotta, you gotta use the find feature. You gotta type in the abbreviation. Oh, love a control F. Yep. Oof. Wow. Win probability. No, this had the spread at South Carolina as two and a half point favorites. Interesting. I saw ECU minus one and a half. Okay. Somewhere else. But all right. Total EPA. <laughs> Here we go, Jason. You excited? So on seventy seven plays, uh the total EPA for South Carolina was negative twenty two point oh four. And uh, EC was negative 25.17. The offensive EPA for South Carolina, negative 21.31. Um, so, you know, they're, they're positive in penalties, though. So good for them. A well-coached football team, not committing penalties. Um, but, you know, I guess when you're, you don't run the ball or pass the ball well, it's, you don't have to commit a lot of penalties. So I don't know. Very interesting. This looks like it was a terrible game to watch. Average starting field position, their own 27, the other team own 29. Oof. Just a lot of long fields and bad offense. Ugh. A bit. Delicious. Well, shout out to Zeb Nolan, though, for living every grad student's dream. All right. You guys got anything else? It was, pretty, it was a pretty fun weekend. Yeah. I'm I'm excited for, like, conference matchups to really, really get to rolling here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So we'll dive probably more into conferences next week. Um, and uh, we'll be back midweek for a uh, recap for you guys. So thanks for joining us. The Wheel Route at The Wheel Route on Twitter. Wheel Route Podcast at gmail.com. Thewheelroute.com is the email address. You can check the, the – oh, excuse me. You can check the picks spreadsheet there. And uh, you can also uh, get the show right there or from your favorite podcast acquisition service. Until we meet again, go Gators. Go Hoos. Go Dukes. Go Dukes.